Hello fellow riders, it's your host Rusty James. It is Monday, November 30th, 2015, and this is The Ride. Well, I'm hoping that you had a great Thanksgiving weekend. I know I did. Had some very good time hanging out with family and just relaxing. That was our that was our deal. Had some great church on well, we go on Saturday. And then Sunday we spent some time preparing for decorating the home for Christmas. Man, I got so frustrated though. I have a tree that's pre-lit. You know, an artificial tree. Yeah, I know. We have one of those. And we've used it for a number of years, but this year, one section of the tree lights wouldn't turn on and I was getting very frustrated. I tried everything and uh, ended up just putting new lights in that section so you could never tell. But uh, one bad light bulb was my problem. But there was probably a good 100 light bulbs in that section that I would have had to pry open and test individually. And uh, I just don't have time for that nonsense. You know, aren't you glad that God has time for us, though? He's got a lot more than just 100 light bulbs in the world to, uh, you know, spend time with. I was dreading having to pull out each and every one of those things, spend time with it, determine if if there was a wiring problem or if it was just the bulb that was out or what the deal was. But God, in His infinite long-suffering with us, spends time with us, helping us to see the way. And He doesn't get frustrated like I did. I don't know, that just kind of blows my mind. He's patient with me. And because he's patient with me, I can be patient with me. So let's see, light bulbs. And then of course, had a situation, we're all watching a movie last night as a family and started to smell the smell in the house and I thought it just was a slight not pleasant smell and I'm thinking did we have some kind of we're above the garage in the man cave and I thought well maybe some animal died in the garage or something well couldn't figure it out and then then we realized oh yeah we have a sink that needs to be repaired in a completely different part of the house. And it probably has a trap that has dried up. So if you know anything about plumbing, you know that a trap has to hold water and the job of the trap is to ensure that the sewer gases that are in the downstream part of your system, where all the smelly stuff is, that that gas doesn't get back up into your home. Well, we figured that probably that trap had dried out. 
And so we, as soon as we figured that out, we, we took care of it. Uh, but, but the smell remained and, and we had to deal with the smell. You know, we found the source. We believe we found the source. We, we thought, well, if it wasn't that one, there might be a couple other traps that could have been dried out because of they're in areas where the, the bathroom isn't used. There's one in the basement, for example. So we thought, well, maybe it's that one. So we, you know, made an effort to go around and make sure our traps were filled. So we feel we nipped it in the bud. But we're still left with this odor that we have to address. So isn't that kind of the way things are in our life? We let certain bad things in, a bad influence in, a bad smell into our life. And you might not notice it at first. You know, it was very slight. It could have been, it could have been letting in this gas for days and we just didn't smell it until last evening. Sometimes in life, we let that that bad thing, that bad bit of yeast into our life that kind of takes over and we don't even smell it. It's so gradual that we just think, well, this is normal. Imagine, imagine if we invited guests over in a few days and we didn't know that things were smelling bad because we got so used to it. And that's what happens. We get used to it. And then our guests arrive and oh my, they don't want to set foot in your house and you're thinking, what's wrong? This is just our house. Well, we could be behaving that way in our life. We might be engaging in activities or having attitudes that really stink, to put it bluntly. So my challenge to all of us is to be looking for places where that bad influence can come in. You know, I have some friends who are into the craft beer scene. And, um, you know, I have nothing against that. I, I drink wine on occasion. Um... I don't make a big habit out of it. But um, I had an opportunity once to, you know, sample a bunch of that craft beer stuff. And I'm not really much of a beer drinker, to be honest. And though I know that it's not affecting my relationship with the Lord, I do know that it can affect my witness to some. So I had this feeling, now I really believe that I would, would have been free to do that, okay? I do believe that. But I, but you know, Paul says that, you know, it might be permissible, but it might not be the beneficial thing. And I, and then I, then I had another feeling that it maybe wasn't even beneficial for me, even though I had freedom to do it, I had this, it brought me right back to a period of my life when I was not living for the Lord, 
And I didn't like that feeling. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't like that. I would much rather live in a way that where I'm fasting certain things that I might be permissible to do. I almost feel better in my spirit and my soul and my mind to reject certain things because one, it doesn't really bother me that I'm rejecting it. You know, I'm not addicted to the thing, so I'm, it doesn't matter that I'm not, you know, drinking beer every night, that kind of thing. So that's my story, okay? And if I were to tell you that that's what I do all the time, it might mess up my witness to you guys. Or it might encourage you or give you the feeling of entitlement that you can go do that too, and I really don't want you to feel that way. I, th- I think we ought to be living a self-disciplined life. And I'm not going to draw black and white and say, thou shalt not drink craft beer. I'm not doing that. You might make it, so you need to drink it to test how your product's going. But for me, it is almost like the seatbelt that I had been wearing in life. I took it off while I was doing that. And I didn't like that feeling. I never was addicted to alcohol. But I was addicted to selfish behavior. And that was part of it. And I didn't, I didn't right now, I don't want to do that. So that's not a condemnation to you if that's what you do. I'll let the Holy Spirit do any conviction that he needs to do in your life. But I'm telling you, for me, I've chosen that area to to not, I'm not going to say not dabble in, because, you know, like I said, I I drink wine every once in a while. But um, I just want to be very cautious, and I want us all to be very cautious, okay? Cool? See, I could... I could live in a way where my mouth is unguarded and, you know, every once in a while I let something slip that I shouldn't, but i much rather live a life where I have a guarded tongue, where I'm not cursing. I would much rather live that way than to just be free and loose with my words. So that's kind of like the, the also the parallel to what I was saying before is, you know, I might be able to feel like I have freedom to say what I want, although the Bible says I shouldn't be cursing. So I shouldn't have unclean words leave my lips. So maybe I don't have freedom in that. The point is, is I want to live guarded there. Well, same way with the alcohol thing. I want to live guarded there. I don't want to open up these traps in my life and let the stink in. I know some of you may think, oh man, you're just really being legalistic. Well, let me tell you something. I hope by now you know that I 
don't approach my Christian walk with that type of... I mean, everybody's going to judge everybody else, unfortunately, based on how they live. So, you know, you're, I'm going to be more strict or less strict than you kind of thing. And if I am more strict than you, then you might call me legalistic. If I'm living less strict than you, then you might call me f too free and loose. You know what I mean? We're all kind of a, on a different scale. I consider myself not very legalistic. But I have realized in my walk that certain things that maybe I could do, I choose not to do because the more I don't do the thing, the more I feel better that I'm not doing that thing. You can call me legalistic if you want, I guess. Just know that I feel like I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. And I pray that if you're involved in certain things that you probably are letting a little bit of that sewer gas in and you don't know it, I pray the Lord and the Holy Spirit will show you that. I pray that the Lord will show it to me. We're all like houses. We all have all these places where, if we're not careful, little back doors all over the place where we can let things in. And you have to be diligent to make sure they stay closed. I think the good thing to note here is that those doors, and those these traps that keep the sewer gas out, they're not the only way that you get stuff and you're somehow and you're somehow depriving yourself of life by not engaging in this stuff. Now, our Father is a giver of gifts. He is the good Father and He gives good gifts. I can attest. Sometimes He has a gift for you, but He might say, you know what? The stench in your house doesn't permit that gift to operate. You got to deal with a stench. I'm just saying. He's good and he gives good gifts. But just like the the parable of the talent, you know, you've got to show that you're you've got a home that can receive that gift. Let's be the type of people that prepare a way for the Lord in our homes. There's a story in the Old Testament where the Ark of the Covenant was brought to a, a home. I don't remember the name of the home, you know, the people, but, but while it was there, that home was covered in blessing. That's what I want for all of us. If you're hearing this, I really do honestly, honestly, want your home to be covered in blessing. I want for you what I want for me is that God is blessing you and counting you worthy to receive that blessing. Now, as you know, as you know, none of us are worthy, but, but what Jesus Christ did on the cross made us righteous and, and that made us worthy so because of that I can stand boldly and say Lord lay it on me 
Show me the places where I've let these traps dry up and let the sewer gas into my life. Show me those things so that I can get them corrected. You know, another thing about that, just I'm just realizing is that a lot of times, those are things that we handle. It's like he shows them to us, but it's up to us to, you know, actively do the correction. Does he help us? Absolutely, he helps us. It's like in our in this story, it's like he gives us the water to pour down into the trap, but we have to do the pouring. And that trap will then do what it's supposed to do, trap the bad stuff. So he, he gives us the, the living water, if you will, <clears throat> but we do the pouring. We let we let that thing be covered by his water. If that's you today dealing with issues, or if that's you today and you don't know you have issues that you're dealing with, let's pray right now as we as we close that he can give us all new insight, okay? Lord God, in the season of Thanksgiving, we're very thankful that we can come before your throne and talk with you. And right now, Lord, we know that there might be certain areas in our life where we've let the world in. We've let the outside environment into our home that you want to bless. Lord, whatever those areas are, whether we know about them or maybe we don't even know about them, I ask, Lord, that you would help us recognize that. And then with your power and living water, address those issues. You want us to address these issues. You want us to activate this living water in our life. So show us, Lord. Show us where we might have taken a little bit of freedom too far. And we want to live self-disciplined. And as we do that, Lord, I believe that it doesn't feel like discipline at all, but it just feels like living life, but living real life. So I thank you that you are able to help us in this area. Show us these things, Lord, and we'll address them. And for those things that we already know about, that we don't need you to show us. Help us. Help us to address them and help us to to get that fresh wind of the Holy Spirit flowing in our homes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Amen. All right, everybody. You know what that means. You stay in that word and you find out how people have done this. You find out how the how the Lord operates in the life of a willing believer, okay? And you live in peace. And you pray for those who persecute you. And knowing that your Father loves you and wants to bless you should be motivation enough to find those things that are stinking to high heaven. Let's get them out of there, okay? And I will see you on the flip.